All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Before we get started, we'd like to let you know that the Uncommon Gem podcast is an adult content show, meaning we may go into explicit detail or say some explicit words when talking about today's subjects. We also like to inform you that we're not paid or sponsored by any of the donations or charities in the episode. We simply just are giving it a shout out and hopefully spreading the word on some good causes. Thanks again for tuning in and let's get on with the show. Yo, yo, again, we are back with episode 15 of the Uncommon Gem Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. How's everyone's week been going? Oh, wait, you can't answer because you're listening. This is how podcast works. <laughs> hey, I'm real excited after that last episode. This is why I like doing this show. You know, we could, we could talk about some action figures. Arin was just so great to be on the show, and he's a really fun, insightful guy, but just see him geek out about action figures was just a fun trip, and... You know, who, who else can't relate? We, we've all had childhood experiences like that, too. So I really enjoyed that episode. But today, we're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on rocking. I'm real excited and happy about the guest we have on today. She is a singer. She is a songwriter, actor. And now you can catch her as the host of the Songs for the Soul podcast. Just came out recently, so definitely check out the first episode. Folks, please welcome to the show, Allison Cadena. <laughs> that's my that's my attempt at applause they're going wild <laughs> damn <laughs> wow thank you everyone you're so you're so kind thank you thank you yeah i'm glad to be here man i'm so excited thank you for having me on well, thank you for coming on how, how have you been i know we're still like in these weird quarantine ish times but things are lightening up how, how you been these days oh you know i took for granted how much life has changed in quarantine I just went to the West Coast to visit a friend that like moved out there kind of suddenly. And I realized like, oh, like, first of all, fitness is abysmal right now. I was like <laughs> winded all the time. I don't know how to interact with new people anymore. Like all my social skills have gone down the toilet. So it's quite an experience, but otherwise pretty good. I, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to work from home and been able to do some artsy stuff while in quarantine. That's how we got the podcast started, you know, cause like, well, what do I do now? I can't go to a gig. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this podcast a bit because I really like the idea. So you invite artists and it doesn't have to be just musicians, but you just invite artists in general. So you have comedians and other artists artists but you invite them to kind of dive into the songs that they relate deeply to correct yeah well jose alicea from solar tree he reached out to me and he wanted to see if we could come up with a podcast and we threw some ideas around and this is the one that kind of resonated with us because we're like we have so many great conversations with so many artists like just on a one-on-one -on -one level and we're like how can we bring that to like the general public kind of similar to what you do here like just not not, not just talking about like mm. oh well this is what i'm working on but like this is like who i am as a person and like here's like my nerdy things and you know <laughs> just getting to know more about the person so we came up with the idea of we're gonna ask them for like their ultimate playlist so we give the artists a set of prompts that covers everything from like a song for your alter ego 
to a song for your greatest love. So some of the answers are hilarious and some of them are like really deep and like personal. And we've just been having amazing conversations with these artists and we've had really cool people on. Like our first episode that's live right now is a close friend of mine named Alex Babbitt, who is absolutely hilarious and such a weirdo. And then to the next episode that's coming out is a, a singer named Karina Daza that I knew in college. And so like getting to catch up with her has been like super cool because first of all, she knew she was a a singer songwriter in college and I didn't, I was just like fucking around. (laughs) So being able to come back and be like, look, I figured it out. I finally got on the train, you know, (laughs) Um, that was cool. But yeah, we got to talk to Tia Hill who works at Rolling Stone. She's a host at Rolling Stone and previously at Genius. We have Jason Armani Martinez, who's an actor. So it's just like a really wide range of people and all the music is like really different, eclectic. Sometimes like the very person, like their playlist is like all over the place. Alex Babbitt, he had like gospel, he had like Backstreet Boys, he had everything on there. <laughs> so um, it's really fun and, and it's, it's new for me cause I haven't really hosted much before. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And uh, yeah, it's just another way to get out there and have some cool conversations with some cool people. I love it. Yeah, definitely check it out, folks. Anywhere you listen to this same podcast, you can check it out. Songs for the Soul podcast. Mm-hmm. But I love that concept. I mean, who doesn't love music? That's the real question. But everyone... You know, the funny thing is, yeah. everyone loves music. Like, everyone... like That's why it was so cool to talk to people who do different things and not just musicians. But I personally don't know shit about music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a singer-songwriter, but I know, like, five songs at, like total i'm the person that has been replaying the same few songs for like five years you know what i'm saying (laughs) so doing this podcast is really funny because i have to tell everyone like please send me your list way ahead of time so i can listen to them (laughs) you may take for granted that everyone knows the song and i guarantee you i don't (laughs) that's funny yeah definitely definitely gotta get into the mindset of whatever the artist is bringing to because you know like you said it's so many people can bring so much diverse music so mm-hmm. we had an episode on this very show where someone brought classical and jazz music as their own common gems i know a lot about jazz but classical is like a whole different stratosphere for me so but it was cool to kind of dive into that world and definitely get into that headspace a bit yeah i definitely don't know about that neither <laughs> I'm t- if it's not i got like three selena tracks like a j-lo <laughs> and like a farina that's it if it's not Spanish singer lady I don't know it (laughs) so folks on top of listening to Allison's podcast you can also listen to her music because as she mentioned she is a singer songwriter (laughs) so you you keep mentioning that you had like a a kind of weird into music right what what exactly happened to get you into music yeah so I've sang all my life my grandfather was a singer but like privately at home not even my own family really knew about it if you didn't like live in the house you had no idea because I was just such a wiener that like literally there were times my parents would be like don't you want to sing at like your birthday party your communion whatever and I would get up there and I'd just start crying and I I, like I could not sing there somewhere exists like video footage of me at my confirmation so that's like what like seventh eighth grade just crying through wind beneath my wings like absolutely bawling (laughs) Through it. And, and I just remember standing there and looking around at our family and friends who are just looking at me horrified. You know, they're like, they're, they're trying to encourage me, but they're like, oh, this is painful to watch. <laughs> like, so, yeah, so I just was really shy, never had the confidence to do it until 
I, I guess it's like seven years ago now, my dad bought me a Groupon for vocal lessons. And I'm thinking like, you know how Groupon is, yeah. you're going to go, you're going to, you know, bullshit around, take this class for a month. And I'm like, next month I'll try Zumba. The next month I'll do like sword fighting or some shit. <laughs> and basically what my dad knew and I didn't know uh, is that the person who taught this class is his name is Craig Derry and he's actually a really like accomplished vocal coach to celebrities like he coached Mark Anthony he coached La India if you know Spanish music he coached Katy Perry Lady Gaga Angie Stone like a lot if you, I feel like any artist that's been through New York has somehow touched hit Craig Derry's class or his coaching but yeah and so what happened was I got there I thought I was just fooling around the second he heard me sing like a month passed where I was just chilling in the back after a month I went up and I did like a little solo and he basically never let me leave he was just like no no like he's like you you, you said that you're doing this as a hobby no that's not it no you're a singer now and you're not allowed to leave and there would literally be times where I wouldn't have money to pay for the class so I like would kind of just disappear I'm like oh, I'll go back next month this man would call me and be like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> Craig, I don't got money this month. You need to come in here. We'll figure that out later. <laughs> He's like this like 70 year old black man. He's like, we'll figure that out later. You gotta get in here. <laughs> I guess it, it was like kind of all happened at once. Cause I, after that, through Craig, I was able to get on Broadway. I was able to get on Ecuador Tiene Talento, which is like America's Got Talent, but in Ecuador. I got to the semifinals on that. And all of this was just like me kicking and screaming the whole way because I still hadn't registered. Like, you're a singer now, ma'am. <laughs> so it's just in the last like two to three years that I'm like, oh, OK, no, I actually should probably like put some effort into this because I don't think there's any way out. <laughs> like, I think this is just what I'm going to be doing from now on. So I've been writing my own music and like now I love it and I, I love all the other artistic things I'm able to do beyond music, you know, the podcast and getting into like acting stuff. So that's been really cool. But yeah, no, it's I totally I don't want to say I fell into it. I think I was like the universe forced it onto me and was just like, what are you not understanding? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> you're an artist, ma'am. <laughs> like, I love that journey. I love that journey of like, you know, like you said, you, you didn't stumble into it. It's just that there was just a, this moment that brought into your life that just took you on for the ride. You didn't know you needed to go on. And Craig is right. You do have a beautiful voice. You've released a couple singles recently, especially over the last year. You. you released mm -hmm. Gravity and Red Flags. Definitely check those out on all streaming services, too. And yeah, support Allison. She, she's got a great voice. She's definitely a great singer, too. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like finally like picking up steam. I, it used to be I drop a song a year, and now I'm like, I got two already. <laughs> I'm ahead of schedule. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thriving in 2021. <laughs> All right, folks. So as always, we make time to shout out a charity, a service, or a donation that you can look for and start researching a bit more. Allison was so gracious enough to bring one on for the show today. Allison, do you mind telling the people what we're going to be talking about today? Yep, we are going to be talking about the Henry Street Settlement. So Henry Street, it's a nonprofit in the Lower East Side that provides a whole bunch of different social services. It's a really big organization. And so I became familiar with them through their Abrams Art Center, which is a theater and they also have like a lot of different arts classes from acting to musical theater to singing to instruments, dance, everything. And so I, as a kid, thought I wanted to be an actor. My mom found classes through the Abrams Art Center. And so I was able to get training from them. But then also that introduced me to the other social services that they had, where they have job readiness training for teens. They have summer youth employment programs. 
if I'm not mistaken, they have like housing programs through the Lower East Side. They have senior services. They have all kinds of different services that they offer. And I just think I've benefited so much from them going to college and stuff like that. My first few jobs, everything, the doors open from my time at Henry Street, because again, the work readiness program led me into the summer youth employment, which from then they were able to recommend me for like another city program that got me an internship at Ernst and Young at like when I was still in high school. And so it's just been super amazing to me. And so whenever I get a chance, I like to shout them out and support them in any way that I can. So. Yeah, it's an amazing cause. And I like that you mentioned, you know, that it goes so far to even assist senior citizens that it really is an all ages kind of effort. And they're Mm -hmm. really making sure that people are just set up. I I think it's important for like, especially the kids, how they're introducing arts at that age, because maybe a lot Mm -hmm. of kids don't have access to go to such art schools or indulge in such art activities. So for them to be like, hey, here are all these things you can get into at that early of an age and also continue to stick with those kids throughout their life. I think that's real important too. Right. I mean, for me, the reason I went so far, because I I grew up in Queens, the reason we went so far is because it was just like the cheapest place to get any kind of that training, like acting training and arts training for kids is really expensive. So this was like the most accessible thing that we had. And like I said, it just opened so many doors because I took their acting classes And from there, I got recruited to the summer youth employment program where they literally paid me to be part of an acting group. And we like wrote and produced our own staged show. Like it was kind of like an ensemble show and we would perform it throughout New York and other community centers and things like that. So, I mean, to be like, I think it was like 15 at the time and be getting like literally paid to be an actor was amazing. And a lot of the people in the program, I remember being like, wow, these people are so freaking talented. <laughs> like, and you know, they're like regular, yeah. you know, black and brown kids like me. And they're like, there were just amazing, amazing talent through there. And even now, sometimes I'll see, you know, now that I'm trying to get back into acting at my big old age, um, <laughs> I, I see a lot, a lot of people that I would study with back then they actually went on to become like professional actors so i'll see them on like posters or like plays and things i'm like oh my god that's that guy (laughs) it it was really cool i think you mentioned it too that you know they also make sure to take care of your mental health as like Mm -hmm. a normal thing too because uh, a lot of the episodes of this show we've talked about mental health and how important it is but we also talk about how not so accessible it is for many people so the fact that these people Mm -hmm. are just offering it right at the gate for a lot of less privileged folks that I think it's a real important cause too. Yeah. I mean, I only am familiar with certain services because those are the ones that I did, mm-hmm. but I just know from like, if you look up their website, they do so many different things for the community. And like you said, like from mental health to like elderly to youth, anything you could possibly think of, they could probably help you with. And so I love that organization support everything that they do. hundred percent. And as always folks, they definitely have offer volunteer services. They have food pantries. So you can also look into that. Get involved with these people, you know? I I think that's a great way to network. I think it's a great way to learn your community. And yeah, just take that time. Take that time to learn from these kind of services. You can check that out at henrystreet.org. That is H-E-N-R-Y-S-T-R-E-E-T dot org. Oh, what's this? Hey, Allison, I just got a text on my T-Mobile sidekick, too. It appears that we now need to get on the buses to talk about your Uncommon Gem. Do you mind telling the good people what you decided your Uncommon Gem for today's episode is? That intro is amazing. (laughs) Yes, I love it. And real ones will know what my Uncommon Gem is based on that intro. My Uncommon Gem, I am the biggest nerd for many years of 
a little known show called The Challenge. <laughs> Previously known as the Real World Road Rules Challenge. Yes. Sorry. That's <laughs> I'm just so excited right now. It's, it's, it's so rare that I can geek out about this show. <laughs> Literally, I have like two people in my life that watch this show. And anytime I watch and like when there's a new season or something, I text those specific two people because no one else in the world knows what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I my cousins would always watch it. I never was really one for those real world shows or all that, but I would kind of pick it up here and there. And like, especially when it came to the challenge, because they're doing some of the wildest, intense <laughs> survivor kind of style challenges in the middle of this show. And I'm like. <laughs> Well, how can you say no to this? But that's definitely the kind of the drive of the show. I mean, I've always loved game shows and to add into this intense kind of Fear Factor-esque MTV reality TV show universe is pretty great. Yeah, I think a lot of people, when I say real world road rules challenge or like I kind of explain what it is, they'll remember it. Someone played it in the background back in the day in their life. But there's just very no one actually like watches the show <laughs> except like the handful of us that watch the show. But yeah, and so I love like reality TV. I love trashy reality TV is my thing. Like all the MTV shows, like the Teen Moms, like that's me. But I don't usually actually really like like Survivor or any of those like competition shows. But this show in particular, I was I started watching when I was young because like I had a cousin who was watching it one time. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. It started from watching the challenge to then I would watch like Road Rules. I tried Real World. Real World actually wasn't really my thing because there was too much sex. And I was like a dum-dum <laughs> at that time. Like it, I, I blossomed really late that I didn't even know what the hell they were talking about half the time. Yeah. So I've been just watching the challenge for years, you know, since I was young. And it's just what I like about this show is that the whole premise was supposedly like people that used to be on real world or people that used to be on, on road rules and they'd take a handful of them and they'd go and they would do these like physical challenges. It's like a competition style, survivor style, like you said. And then sometimes it's a team, sometimes it's a pair, but you know, they're just competing to win whatever, a hundred thousand dollars, whatever it may be. What I like about it is that it's the same characters you're seeing over and over. Like yeah. it's the same people going from season to season so you already know like these two have beef these two were exes and it's, now it's even more messy because now in the in-between seasons you got like the twitter beef like oh yeah you're like more in their day-to-day -day lives or you're like you know they used to be best friends but now they're not showing up anymore i bet next season they're going to talk about why they don't they, they're not cool anymore you know so but that's what i liked about it. you know it's like you're kind of seeing these people's lives right like come back and then you have the fun of the, the game right because we i do have to be honest you know especially watching the the season i did inferno 2 they mm -hmm. are some charismatic characters like you can't deny you know mm -hmm. Are they the greatest human beings? That's a different story. But you can't sit here and deny that you're not enjoying watching these people interact with one another. I'm not big into wrestling, but I know who The Miz is. But seeing him like in this young state, kind of interacting with the people that he's interacting with, I'm like, you know what? He's a charmful guy. I can't deny that. It's fun watching him <laughs> on screen. But yeah, it, it, it's just a bunch of those kind of people, a bunch of 20-somethings. A lot of them do look in their 30s. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, because... A lot of them, because they've come from the other shows, like there's this one, I don't remember he was in the Inferno too, but this, this one person, Mark Long, that he's been there so long. He was on the first road rules. Like homie's a little older wow. than the rest of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> the first road rules, you know? 
one thing that you mentioned was that how it's the same characters kind of coming in in certain seasons and whatnot. So mm-hmm. you, when you had told me this is what you wanted your income gem to be, I watched that one, and then you had mentioned to also watch the current season, at least the first episode. Mm-hmm. What I wish I had known was that this man CT is still in the game. I don't <laughs> understand. I'm like, I watched this man in 2005, and he is still here in 2020 competing. What? <laughs> okay. Um, I will tell you, he, CT, and I don't know if she was in Inferno, but there's a one person named Anissa. They're the only ones that are still doing it. Oh, I'm sorry. And then there's one person, Darrell. I don't know if he was on that season. Those are like the only three like OGs that are still doing the current new seasons. But yeah, some of them... Some some of them you you look at you like I, I guy I think it's time for you to call it quits. <laughs> like, it's like I a think legit professional not. sports career for a reality television mm-hmm. show. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I I just I don't think people realize like how many of our current stars now from like just other things came from MTV. So when I sent you what season to watch, I realized that in that season I sent you they have Karamo Brown from Queer Eye. They have. Mike the Miz from WWE. They had someone else, but um, Jamie Chung. She she's like a Jamie Chung. Yeah, yeah the actress, actress from The Hangover. She was there. There's one guy that he's like one of the most winningest challengers ever, Johnny Bananas. That now he works in a NBC First Look, and he's got like this other show that he's doing with NBC. But a lot of people that like you'll know in real life, they started in MTV. Even you know, I was catching up on real world um like the old seasons of real world because i got paramount plus subscription and tammy roman from the housewives wow. started in a real world season i didn't even know that so <laughs> yeah like a lot of people got their start <laughs> i guess because that's what was available at the time you know when reality tv was first coming out but yeah and then there's also you know people that to us is like for us nerds that watch the challenge these are our challenge legends like (laughs) you know ogs so not obviously the miz the miz did a lot of episodes karamo he disappeared after a while but like the miz was in a lot of seasons he won a lot ct he was in, and he used to be crazy party boy hooked up with all the girls got in fights he would get kicked off the season because he like, somebody i should mention without even hearing him talk i'm like that person has to be from boston or somewhere within <laughs> that region like he has to be <laughs> yeah exactly and then it's like to compare that's what he was like he, he was known for being like a ticking time bomb before of like sometimes people would mess with him just on a game move because he was like so good at everything they're like if we get CT pissed off, he'll hit somebody and get kicked off the show. You know, like that was the the strategy. And now dude got a whole family. He disappeared for a little bit because he had like personal stuff going on. And when he came back, he had like full dad bod. Nobody was taking him seriously because they're like, CT, you're like chubby and old already. (laughs) And now if you see the reunion for this season that just ended, dude looks like brand new. Like we saw him get old and then get fit again <laughs> for the show because <laughs> he could keep going yeah so you just i don't know it's just cool to like follow their lives ct is so famous to us like mtv nerds mm-hmm. they literally made a special about his wedding that's pretty nuts they made yeah. a whole, <laughs> yeah, like a whole like three-part special about ct is getting married <laughs> <laughs> i even know who ct is from the real world and i've never watched that show like i legitimately know who that yeah. person is before even going into this uncommon gem entirely <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, MTV definitely sprouted a lot of careers. Like, mm-hmm. it, and definitely it was the reality TV kick that definitely offered room for a lot of, you know, inspiring actors and whatnot to kind of finally get their chance to be on TV. What, what I liked about this, like, kind of style of the show is it adds, like, all the aspects of, you know, like you said, like, in the real world, it was just a little bit too much sex. This one mm-hmm. is, like, you know, the kind of the shadiness of, like, people talking behind each other's backs, like, stuff like that. And kind of trying to break the rules of the game, which, like, makes people hella pissed. Yeah. It's very much as a, a children's game show with adults, like, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the combo is what you love. Is mm-hmm. that like there is the like they're drunk, they're partying, they're hooking up. They have the drama of like personal life drama of like that's my ex or the last challenge. He voted me off. So, you know, I don't fuck with him because he's a snake. <laughs> but then it's also like, hey, we're going to like jump off of a bus into a pile of whatever. And, you know, like right. <laughs> like funny, like carnival games. But I don't know. The reason I asked you to watch an episode of the new one, too, is because it's changed so much over the years. And I'm kind of like sad about that, because to me, a big part of it was that fun aspect of like, you know, they don't have phones. They don't have anything to do. They don't have TVs. So they're playing carnival games and then they would go home and do like a fashion show because they're just bored. (laughs) And they're just like, we're going to streak the house. We're going to do a fashion show. We're going to dress the boys up as girls or, you know right. what I mean? Like nowadays, and, like it literally looks like a Mission Impossible movie. Like it's so serious. Yeah. They even they have legit athletes like Lolo Jones, the Olympic athlete is literally in this season. Exactly. So I'm like, I, I wish they would bring that back because even people who have done the show, you know, because I'm an ultra nerd and I follow their <laughs> Patreons and shit. They've said that like all the fun is kind of gone and it's like all full strategy all the time that they're like living in the house. You're like paranoid that the person that sleeps in your room is like plotting against you. And she's like paranoia 24 seven. All they ever do. They're always in the gym the whole time that they're in the house. Like no one has fun. They just constantly gym. (laughs) And then they'll like judge the person. They're like, oh, well, you know, I haven't seen Nani go to the gym not once this season. So I don't want to be her partner. It's lost a little bit of that fun because now it's like too intense. But the challenges themselves are cooler. Back in the day, I don't know if it was in the season that I showed you, but like the first challenge was doing a workout with a like military man. And I'm like, that's just exercise. Is that a fucking challenge? It's exercise. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's like there's a moving truck. And you're going to be hanging off of the side of it. You have to grab these, like, (laughs) jump off the truck, grab these flags. Whoever grabs the most flags wins. But you can't drop the flag and you can't do this and you can't do that. So it's, like, really, like, the challenges themselves are really cool now. But, like, I wish they would have a little goddamn fun. Right. (laughs) That's definitely the biggest contrast. I mean, like, even, like, where they are, because the season we watched was, like, uh, in Mexico. And now Mm -hmm. this current season, I don't even know where it is. Like, just on this one rock in the middle the ocean where yeah just constantly <laughs> storming but i do have to admit that even the editing even the editing like i actually kind of laughed at a lot of the editing because you could tell they kind of had fun with adding certain like swipe edits stuff like that because it was 2005 yeah. so you know the graphics over there were a bit different but this time around it's kind of more serious like slow-mo shots and mm-hmm. we're gonna get really into the dynamics of this camera angle or whatever for uh, this show yeah it's changed a lot but you know it's they actually came out with they're doing a new season now it's still airing we're in the finals right now it's on paramount plus only Mm. it is all the ogs from like back in the day 
and it's just like an all-star season so it's really cool that guy mark long he's like 50 years old and he the so that that show is like everything i i've been wanting the new seasons to be because they kept the fun and shit of the old ones because obviously like it's kind of a reunion of all these people right Mm -hmm. that we haven't seen in like 10 years 15 years so it's like partially a reunion so there is a lot of fun to it but they're actually doing really hard challenges like the ones that they're doing now but they're like 50 years old so (laughs) it's like the best of everything like the first episode they had to do this like deep sea dive to grab a box that's like on a chain and you got to unchain it bring it back to the surface swim it back and like everybody died because (laughs) (laughs) like you know not for nothing none of them are in shape they have like kids and families and jobs and we haven't seen them in forever and they all died on the challenge and basically every challenge after that was kind of more of the same of people just dying out (laughs) and but it's fun you know i don't know they brought back the fun so i would that one is like the best but nobody wants to sign up for paramount plus except me i share my login with like five people (laughs) you know shout out to those friends honestly shout out to the friends that share their streaming services the real the the ones that pay for it (laughs) (laughs) a thing i kind of really liked about the show is how they also divide up the sexes so it's almost Mm -hmm. always even with men and female cast members from like whatever the shows Mm -hmm. may be which really like also adds like a fun element to it because I think they also each episode's like kind of different as to who they choose to eliminate. So like mm-hmm. there'll be one episode where like all right only guys are set up for elimination while girls get to hang out this week. The the team dynamics change because in the season I watched it was like a lot of the the good guys quote unquote is what they call the team. Their team mm-hmm. pretty much got annihilated the entire season, so it came down to like just four <laughs> of them. Whereas the bad the badasses had like eight people and it was like half and half still like half girls half mm-hmm. dudes so it was weird or not weird it was very interesting I mean to to see that dynamic especially for this show how like yeah. it, it also changes like the the course of the show too in that way yeah and you know it's funny so they used to do a lot more team stuff and unfortunately with the teams women got kicked out a lot when they didn't kind of control the numbers of male to female it it would usually be like oh well this is a girls week so we got to throw the mission because we got to kill some dead weight on our team you know because we don't want to go to the final with katie you know so the newer seasons they don't really do teams as much they do just like pairs at most but usually more like individual stuff but what i always thought was cool is that there were some women on this show they're keeping up with the men. You know, I think most people would think, okay, the men are like faster, stronger, but there are women back then and in the current seasons that kick the men's ass. It was not this free agent season that just passed that you saw. The one before, there was an individual winner and it was a woman. And she came in first. It was like her like second season. Second place was that guy, Johnny Bananas, who's won like 1700 times and has been doing this forever. And this was like his, you know, this is like he trains for this. This is like his job and she beat him. So it's just, it's cool, I think. And I'm as much as I love the teen dynamic, because I don't know, it's cool when they like talk strategy about like, you know, who are we going to get out or how, you know, the team dynamic is cool, but the, the women got like herbed out all the time so it, i like that now there's a little more control so like we'll get to the end and there will actually be women <laughs> in this show <laughs> I, I also like that more often than not especially in the season that i watch is the women coming up with the really smart like tricking plans which are like always worked out mm-hmm. too like and then there was mm-hmm. one lady that got so mad because 
they announced like who they wanted to put on the chopping block they're like all right if they say this person we'll say this person but if they say this person we'll say this person and like this yeah. one woman like flew off her lid she was like you can do that is that cheating like i didn't know that's cheating <laughs> It was, it was, but I was also like, you know what? That's a smart play. That's actually a good move, and it's not cheating. Like Dave Mir was like, it's cool. We're we're gonna keep on rocking. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. The women are definitely a lot more strategic. There was this one in in recent seasons. This girl Killacam. Her name is Cam, but she's Killacam because she's just like she's one of the best in like the newer seasons. She hasn't won yet, but it's never her fault. It's like she always just gets the shit end of the stick from production. And so she came up with a whole plan. She tricked everyone into voting a certain way so that their votes would all cancel out into like a tie, like a four-way tie or some shit. And then her team made the actual decision. Oh, wow. And I was like, literally, it was like the most mind-blowing, like, (laughs) how the hell did she pull that off? So on this free agent season, her and her boyfriend were both on it. And she was basically like masterminding most of the things that happened. Like most of the people who went into the eliminations. She masterminded most of the season and made it to the final for that reason. Wow. So the women on there are cunning. The men is usually just like, nah, it, it, it can't be me. Okay. It's, it's got to be it's got to be Kyle going in this week. What if we all vote for Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle's my dog. He was with me on that one season. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was, yeah, a lot of the arguments. Yeah, the, the, the way the arguments just spike up out of nowhere is also one of my favorite things that I witnessed while watching the show. <laughs> Just the silly little moments just tick people off. But you know what I think it is? And Killacam said this on her Patreon that she's like, well, there's like really nothing to do like in this show. And you also kind of just need a reason to vote for certain people. You don't want to keep pissing people off. Like if I vote you, now you're going to vote me. Now you're gonna... so, so it's like, you kind of have to come up with like stupid reasons to be mad at someone. So they'll be like, oh, well, you know, last season he could have voted for Jen, but he voted for me. So... <laughs> this season i'm getting him out first (laughs) so it's like all the drama is like it's petty it's stupid but you gotta need it for the game because it's just it's funny definitely yeah it definitely adds a lot to the story honestly especially like when they start competing with each other too that that's when it gets real interesting (laughs) so it's a show about games i have to know what are some of your favorite games you've seen played on the show i love the physical competitions because like eliminations to me is the the thing Mm. That's really where it's at. The, the The challenges themselves are cool. I like when they do trivia challenges because you realize that you watch it and you're like, how do you not know the capital <laughs> of the U.S.? But they're like hanging off of a fucking cliff. <laughs> really? Are you going to remember anything when you're hanging off of a cliff? No. I like the eliminations and I like the physical ones because there are times when like the underdog, there's this one I don't know if he was in Inferno, but there's this one person, Derek, right? That he's this little guy, but he's scrappy as a motherfucker. So he's known that like you could put him up against the biggest dude and he will probably win. I don't know. He, just, <laughs> he He's strong. He's smart. He's just like scrappy as hell. And so he's done incredible against guys that are much bigger than him, much stronger than him. And so I love watching stuff like that. You know, sometimes there's this one guy, Jordan, and I hate him. Like, I'm he's not on the show anymore. Thank God I can't stand him. He actually has a disability, he only has one hand. Oh, wow! And so, in his other hand, he's just like missing fingers and stuff. He beat somebody in like an elimination where you had to hammer something with one hand. And the other dude, first of all, was like 17 feet tall, right? He's like huge (laughs) and like brolic, he looks like a Greek god. And so, Jordan's a lot shorter, he's got one freaking hand. 
and just he just outsmarted the guy because he's like oh well you got to use the momentum of the hammer like this to get the most force out of it and he beat him and then in another case he won a tug of war elimination against again another guy that was really big and with one hand he beat him because he's like oh i can tell when he's gonna make a really big pull because he'll like do this with his hands or something so i'm just waiting for when he's gearing up to do a big pull and i'll just pull him first because he's like not thinking straight he's about to do something so and that's how he won he knocked him off the it was like a it was like a tug of war to like knock somebody off of a box and he kept knocking him off because he's like oh i could just tell it when he's about to do something he does this and even in the physical ones, there is a lot of strategy involved. So that's super cool. I agree. Uh, there's like one that I liked where they're like pretty much on monkey bars. And like the idea is you have to knock the other person off. So of course, like mm-hmm. they're just trying to kick each other off. And then eventually this guy's like, nah, I'm just going to grab him with my legs and like pull him down my weight. I was like, yeah. okay, you know what? Honestly, I never would have thought of that. But that's actually a good idea. Like sometimes I have like janky games that they have to do for elimination. Oh, those are my favorite though. <laughs> and, yeah. I, I don't love them, but I like when it's something like you have to stack these blocks to a certain height. Right. And they don't realize until way later, like the only way to reach that height, like you don't have enough blocks to just straight up stack them. You had to like turn them a certain way, stack them a certain way is the only way you can actually get to the height. Things like that I like when it's like, oh, shit, like, let me think harder about this. <laughs> like in the all-star season that, that they just showed, they had to make a ladder with the chain. And for whatever reason, like, I guess because of the way the wall where they were building this ladder was set up, they thought they had to just keep crisscrossing, crisscrossing like a shoelace. And this one guy, he won because he was just like, why would I do that? I'm going to go across, up, across, up, across. Like he just had like a good strategy and no one else thought. So I like <laughs> stuff like that where it's like, yeah, there was like some cheat code that you had to figure <laughs> out <laughs> to make this seemingly simple game actually function because yep. they didn't tell you that like it seems simple, but there's like some twist to it. <laughs> like, I'm always a big fan of the games where like the set design comes into play, too. There's like one with like miniaturized motorcycles where there's like two paths, <laughs> like literally one is just a straight line. Another one is just like literal hella turns in this small little narrow path. But I like, I like those kind of set design ones, especially like, oh, we got to talk about how like crazy the set designs for this thing is because like for the elimination, <laughs> sometimes like they're in cages with literal fire around the cages yeah. and like, it looks like some shit out of a Lord of the Rings movie, but it's real yeah. world contestants. <laughs> it's, it's it's just truly some crazy set design stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do. Whatever the theme is, they like really do it to death. Like even this new season, it's like everything was like spy themed because it's double agents anytime there was a puzzle and you had to figure out like a a clue or a word or something it's like oh the word is infiltrate (laughs) (laughs) you know like mad like spy words or whatever so they're they they stay very on brand so whatever the theme is (laughs) i liked mtv when it was just the music you know and obviously it changed when Mm -hmm. reality television came back but the one thing I do have to give the reality TV shows is that they still at least, like, make their time to play songs during the show. So, like, the new modern season, they actually play some pretty modern music, some people you might actually know. But mm-hmm. in the 2005 season, they were playing, like, some of the craziest, like, wildest grunge music ever. 
And then next thing you know, you'd be hearing bare naked ladies just like the very next song. Just like, okay, this is some choices, but okay. Yeah. You know what's funny? There are seasons. So most of the old seasons now are on Paramount Plus. And there's a couple of seasons in the middle that are missing for the challenge, for the real world. And I was like, what the hell? Like, cause I'm a nerd. I want to see every single one. Like when Paramount Plus came out and they put all the seasons on there, I kid you not, for like I want to say like two to three weeks. I just watched all day in the background at work every single season of the challenge that is on the thing. <laughs> and now I'm like, but where is number five? Where is like, like, there's like a couple that are missing. And some of them that I remember, I'm like, that was a good ass season. Where is it? <laughs> it turns out they had problems with the music, with licensing the music. Oh. And I was so upset. I was like, well, put some other shit in the back. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you guys can't edit that. Garage band. <laughs> I'll give you some songs. <laughs> I think because MTV was so music based, like the music was cool. You know, yeah, like you said, some of it you'll you'll recognize and some of it was not. Some of it was like new stuff and I, it was just cool music that, uh, you know, I MTV has had its moments, you know, <laughs> like they forgot what they were good at. You're good at music and you're good at reality TV. And now all we get is ridiculousness. Oh, it's <laughs> insane. How is that show still going on? That doesn't make sense. You know what? I used to work at a company that did something similar. Uh, it was like break.com. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, the website yeah. that they have like funny. Yeah, they had like funny videos. So the only way I can explain it is that there's a like a process to licensing these videos and like getting the rights to like either owning these videos, like you either buy it from the, the creator or like you have to like lease it. And I'm like, I wonder if MTV is just trying to get like their money's worth for licensing these videos that that's all they oh, fucking play wow. all day long but i also feel like then just stop licensing all these videos <laughs> if you have to play it a hundred times a day to make it worthwhile maybe right that's so crazy do something different <laughs> like, I, and what's crazy to me is the fact that, that show's been on for years now like it's almost been 10 years mm -hmm. that show's been on i'm like how how is that possible <laughs> i have so much anger towards that show because they always play it right after the challenge uh, and so i'm like no turn the tv <laughs> off <laughs> so i wanted to ask because obviously fights happen in the show beefs happen in the show are there certain beefs or fights from certain seasons that stick out to you so there's just one it's it's not like a specific beef but there's just the, there's certain characters they're just there to cause drama ct was one of them because you knew he was going to fight somebody and then so there was this one person beth that she is from the i think second season of real world so she was older than most of the other contestants but beth was like the worst <laughs> like every season she was on everyone is like beth is the most annoying human being on planet earth she sucks at the challenges she's like 100 years old like why is she still playing nobody likes her one season a girl got kicked off because she literally just tried to punch her like right after the challenge she was just like shut the fuck up beth and tried to punch her and so it was i just i love any beth beef because she's just it was always like come on beth like what the fuck like, she was just like the most annoying like if you told her something she'd run and tell the other person like oh you know jody says that she slept with mark when you guys were together <laughs> and then people would get really mad but then they'd be like why are you telling things to beth you know she's gonna go tell other people <laughs> you know she's gonna stir the pot but it's funny because she came back now for this all-star seasons she i don't know what the hell happened everybody loved her this season they're like beth has really changed <laughs> beth was the best we love her she's like a, she's like the the challenge mom and we're like what i was literally watching like 
are we talking about the same Beth? What? Yeah, like she was just like the worst. I mean, and then you'd be like, why do you guys keep hiring her? Because like uh. she's not even good at this show. Nobody likes her. She's out <laughs> in a couple of episodes. Sometimes she just quit. Like if, if it was her time to go into elim- elimination, she's like, well, nobody likes me here, so I'm just gonna go. And we're like, Ugh. not even giving the audience lose. what they want. They want to see. Yeah. They want to see her in elimination. Get hit in the face by a water noodle or something that they're doing. In exactly. <laughs> like come. On, like we want you to lose because we need to see. It's like catharsis for us to see someone send you home. Right. You killed it when you just said, "I'm just gonna leave." <laughs> One of my favorite beef moments that I at least witnessed while watching it is like when someone on the team is just like, well, my team hates me, so I'm just going to make sure they suck and lose. Oh. Like, there's like a lot of times where you could win a game and you get like a get out of jail free card, essentially. So they'll try mm-hmm. to like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to kill this one fucking game to make sure that person sucks, loses. Yeah. I don't care if they're on my team. <laughs> and in like the later seasons, well, like somewhere in the middle of the seasons, People was like ODing on that whole like sabotage my own team thing though. Like it was it was getting to the point that like you could tell who was sabotaging because they just be like, oh no, I fell. We're like, bro, you're a rock <laughs> climber and you fell off that monkey bar. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> or they like swim really slow. I can't make it, bro. You're a professional swimmer. You were on the swim team in high school. Like shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm curious. So. If let's say someone were to knock on your door, NTV representatives were to knock on your door and be like, all right, we want you to assemble a crew of whoever you want to go to do your own version of the challenge. Would you do it? Mm-hmm. Where would it be? What, what would the theme be? First of all, I would absolutely do it. Let me tell you, my boss, I was at one day at work. I don't know how we got on the topic. I was talking about how, how I was so obsessed with the show. And my boss, like, she was looking at me. Cause I was like, that was my lost calling. I was like, as far as I'm concerned, my lost calling was to be on real world just so I can get on the challenge. Cause that's the only way I would have gotten on. <laughs> my boss was like, um, but are you like scared of heights? And I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm scared of heights. I can't swim. I can't ride a bike. I'm like, not that strong. Like, I'm like, I'm, I would have been terrible. Don't get me wrong. I would have been the absolute worst on the show, but I still wanted, I can't run. <laughs> like, you know, I got asthma, but yeah, uh, first of all, I, I still want to be on the show. I'm just going to be the shitty one on the show that season duh and if i had to assemble my favorite people to go i would take tina there was this girl tina that was on there for a while that mediocre player but lots of fun (laughs) and like a hothead so she she'd get in fights every time that's the one that tried to punch beth i would take Derek because he's actually good at it i would take you need some of the funny ones because otherwise it's like you know again especially now that they don't have any fucking fun like you don't have any joy in the show you need to have the funny ones for the commentary so there's a guy named Leroy and a guy named Devin they were both on this last season that double agents I'd have them this this girl Devin Simone that now she actually hosts like the after shows and so she's just really fun again terrible at everything but hilarious (laughs) I'd have the three of them just for commentary reasons you have to have some bad people so people get pissed off so I would take this guy big easy because he was just honestly he was just heavy set and so he like die in a lot of challenges <laughs> i would take big easy i do you have to have good ones so i would take Darrell and the miz oh my god i have all like men i need some girl i'll have killer cam as my my good girl location it's gonna be tropical because i liked when they did the tropical stuff because they had like underwater or they could you know there was like more options right. now they do it in like 
the same freaking spot. <laughs> It'll be like somewhere in Europe, and it's like the, we, they go to the same freaking set, and we're like, we just we just move this stuff around. No, we're gonna do it in a tropical place, <laughs> but the final is gonna be in a mountain because those are always the best finals when they have to climb a mountain, do a puzzle, climb another mountain. <laughs> like, oh wow! Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Like two days long, everyone's <laughs> dying. Like CT himself, he got to a final and just completely gassed out. It was exes. The season was exes. So he was paired up with his ex-girlfriend who was like this skinny little thing. And they had to climb a whole freaking mountain. And she was the first one there. But she's like, come on, CT, you can do it. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like dying on the side of a mountain. And then everybody passed him. <laughs> so those, I feel like those are the good equalizers when it's like, no matter how fit you are, sometimes you can't climb a damn mountain. Right. And there's a lot of like, there, there's a lot of guys who got karma on the side of a mountain because they were shitty partners. There was a guy, Zach, there was a guy, Wes, that they were like just terrible to their partners because they thought, oh, I'm the best. She's lucky to have me there. Then the final, they had to climb something. I got a cramp in my leg. And that's it. They died. <laughs> that's it. Their partner had to carry them up or they had to quit or, you know, so that's like the great equalizer to me. So it has to be final no matter what on some kind of mountain or like just uphill i like all of it especially the tropical location it has to be somewhere nice because you know you gotta think about the after parties after elimination parties you want to go somewhere exactly. nice party and i liked when they would go out to like real clubs and bars and stuff mm. because they didn't get into like fights with like locals the way they did in like real world but i don't know it was just different now they have like a fake bar that they always hang out at and so i mean part of it is now because of the pandemic but like even before that, they would just go to the same fake studio bar and they would just hang out amongst themselves and talk about strategy the whole time. I'm like, how could you be in the bar and talking about, so, so who are you going to vote into elimination tomorrow? Who are you thinking? Like, can you guys dance or something? Like, I think if there was other people in the bar, you'd be a little less yeah. game talk. Yeah, in the um, 2005 one, when they went to the bar, there was no talking, quite literally only grinding on each other and dancing. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the fun of it. I'm yeah. like, I don't know why. Why do you want to be drunk and talk game? Don't you want to talk about like literally anything else? <laughs> So my final thing that I want to talk about, though, is, like, the testimonials. So, like, the little, like, clip interviews that they the play. Yeah, the confessionals. <laughs> yeah, they – I'm just a sucker for those in general. But for these these shows in particular, they choose some of the wildest clips of these people just explaining a situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, there's one guy, Abram, I believe his name is, in the, in the Inferno mm -hmm. season. And anytime he's in a confessional, I'm literally dying laughing because of just how he talks. Like – just crazy stuff <laughs> that which is why you know when you ask me who i want to have on i'm like you always have to have there's certain people you have just for confessionals because mm. there are people who are like i don't know if landon was on the season you watched amazing competitor boring as all hell <laughs> just so so you know there's certain people that you have them there because you want to see them do amazing you know the landons there's alton Ruthie was a pretty good competitor for the girls, uh, Rachel. So they're, they're there, but they're going to excel. They're actually going to win it. Right. They're going to win the each individual challenge. They're, you don't want to see them in eliminations. They're usually like the captain of their team, but that's freaking boring. <laughs> so then you need the funny people to be like, oh yeah, when they fell off that thing, that was hilarious. They hit the water like a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, you always need the funny people. 
and I think that's like I'm telling you that's like the last joy left in these new seasons right. it's just when they and then I always get pissed because the funny people are never really the best Abram was really good on the show but like the most of like the funnier interesting confessional people are they're they're there for that but they're not actually very fit they're not actually really good at anything and then they get kicked off by like episode five and you're like well what the hell are we supposed to do the rest of this season <laughs> like what am i supposed to am i supposed to just watch the sport <laughs> that's not what i'm here for like, awesome well allison do you have any last words you want to talk about the challenge for the people listening at home you know watching the new all-star season on paramount plus i thought it was so cool to see you know, these are people that like their lives have gone on and they've had children, they've gotten married, they've gotten real jobs and they've changed so much. Um, there's this one person, Katie, that, you know, she would oh, she was such a hothead, you know, get into fights. And now she's like the most Zen person ever because she's a mom and, you know, she's like in it's, it's a different time. But um, one thing that they all said was that they came back because it was like something they did in their youth that they really loved. And so they were so grateful to have come back and kind of been able to have that experience again and have that joy again. So I just think as my PSA to everyone, don't lose sight of those little stupid things that you do that bring you joy, okay? Because sometimes you get so into like real life, you know, and like, oh, work, family, responsibility, finance, whatever. Don't lose sight of your little joys, man, because all those people were so glad to have come back, gotten bruised up and like fell 10 feet into water because that was their joy back in the day. <laughs> and so don't lose sight of that stuff. Exactly. Hold on to what you love. Hold on. Hold on to it. Even if it's thrill seeking, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you need, you know, and, and this is something that I go through with myself. Like sometimes you need like you can't be grind, grind, grind all day. Sometimes you need silly pointless joys mm -hmm. like for me like acting i'm a horrible actor i'm i'm gonna tell you right now I'm, I'm i'm all right at hosting i'm a good singer i'm the worst actor on earth but that's my little joy to take my acting class right. <laughs> you know what i mean right. like so don't lose sight of those things and sometimes it's not all about like how is this gonna benefit me in the long run no sometimes you just gotta do it because it's fun mm -hmm. and you like it please definitely check out henrystreet.org that's the donation we shouted out earlier today Real great stuff going on. You can help out so many people and also check out how to volunteer. Check out how to participate with that team. There's many actions you can do to help them out. And I think it's a great way to, you know, be a part of a community. Allison, where, where can people check you out? Where can people follow you at? Where can we listen to your music? Let's let the people know. So you can find me on all the social meds as Ali Chains, A-L-Y-C-H-A-I-N-Z, because I'm a gangster. <laughs> um, and then you can find my music on all the streaming platforms under my proper name, Allison, A-L-Y-S-O-N, Cadena, C-A-D-E-N-A. -E I have the links. If you follow me on social media, you can get the links right there. I have a song out right now called Red Flags. So I would love if people could check that out. It's basically about how sometimes you make dumb decisions in love because you're just vulnerable. You just you're just a dumb bitch and you answer the text you shouldn't have. But um I make a lot of stupid decisions and so I made a song about it. Um <laughs> and yeah, if you check it out, the video should be dropping soon. And then also check out Songs for the Soul podcast. It has its own Instagram that you can follow, Songs for the Soul podcast. Yeah, and the first episode dropped already. The next episode drops on Sunday the 30th. The next episode drops May 30th. Should be a good one. 
awesome folks please check out all those things please check out her songs and definitely check out this podcast it's such a fun project i'm really excited to listen to it i think it's like also just a great way to talk to people you know i mean music's music's the one communication i think everyone can relate to everyone knows music and everyone can feel with music so i I think it's a great way to go about talking to people with that as always folks you can check us out on spotify soundcloud google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, youtube you know where to find us same places you can find us you can find that podcast you can also find ali's music too so definitely check that out there allison any last words for the people before we go stay safe stay happy and thank you guys for having me i've had such a good time man thanks kevin thank you thank you also before we go folks don't forget to check out brooks's new ep brooks did our music for the intro and outro music so don't forget to check out his new ep reaper ep it's so good really great songs we gotta shout him out he did so much work for us so we're gonna make sure he gets the love out here too so shout out brooks all right folks we'll see you next week next friday new episode then till then peace out (laughs) 